So check this out. Bright Hire just launched this amazing AI sidekick called Bright Hire Plan. It's like having your very own AI assistant that can build full interview plans in just minutes. Imagine going from a job title to a thoughtfully crafted, inclusive job description and a full structured interview plan in minutes. No, not hours anymore. It's a game changer for recruiters and hiring managers. I know I'm usually the one to hate on new tech, but honestly, this sounds incredible. This is AI used right for better quality and more efficiency. It's like the holy grail of recruiting. Dozens of companies from high growth startups to multi-billion dollar enterprises are already using Bright Hire Plan to save tons of money, time, and raise the quality of their hiring. And here's the best part. You can give Bright Hire Plan a spin for free. That's right, for free for 30 days. Just head over to brighthire.com to get started. That's brighthire.com to get started. Cheeseman out. Like Shark Tank? Then you'll love Firing Squad. Chad Soash and Joel Cheeseman are here to put the recruiting industry's bravest, ballsiest, and baddest startups through the gauntlet to see if they've got what it takes to make it out alive. Dig a foxhole and duck for cover, kids. The Chad and Cheese podcast is taking it to a whole other level. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Cheese from the Chad and Cheese podcast. Welcome to Firing Squad. Uh, today we welcome Howie Schwartz Woo! from Crowded.com. Howie, happy Halloween, man. Hey, guys. Happy Halloween morning. <laughs> uh, I have a sound effect for, for, the, for the holiday, actually. Hold on here. There we go. All right. I don't know how we're going to work it out in the show, but whatever. It's fun, right? Yeah. And, I uh, war- and I warned these guys I was scared of clowns, too. Like, that's how they start. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, don't talk about Chucky, anybody, while we're, while we're on the show. Uh, favorite Halloween movies, everybody? Children of the Corn. <laughs> None. I hate Halloween. Actually, I like Halloween. Uh, <laughs> the Exorcist. Ooh. Amityville Horror. Are we... Shining's up there, yeah, too. Yeah, no, we could, and we Jaws. could do this for a while. Yeah, no, you... Yeah, I know, I know. I know. Let's let's meet let's meet Howie instead. Howie, Howie give us uh, give us your spiel on who you are before we get to your company. Cool. So I'm I'm scared of clowns. <laughs> so no, uh, uh, I I am scared of clowns. But uh, I've been uh, an investor and operator in uh, early stage uh, technology companies uh, since '99, um, and for about 15 of those years, uh, I was focused on the ad tech uh, industry, advertising technology, and. Uh, both as an investor and uh, as a, a founder. And uh, we were fortunate to have uh, two companies uh, that we raised venture capital for, that we operated, and that we successfully uh, exited from. Um, spent a lot of time um, in those companies thinking about, uh, more specifically mobile, but really the, the concept of um, how do we understand um, predict- predictive analytics and, and to take um, user data and really tried to, to do something more interesting than, um, than the competitors at the time. So after spending a whole bunch of time in that field, uh, working with uh, the same uh, co-founding team, we decided to apply what we learned to uh, a new field in, in HR tech. So it's about three years uh, that we've been in this, and we were focused previously on bits, as in uh, banner ads, and now we're focused on atoms, as in people, and uh, learned a lot uh, in the last three years that atoms as people are, are harder than working with in, in bits, oh, but yeah. it's, it's been... Uh, it's been a good experience. 
Howie, I, I have to know before we get into the, the, the nitty-gritty here. So you've, you've not specifically created an employment uh, pr- uh, company in the past, correct? So no, no, this is, this is our first shot um, in anything uh, related to do um, with, uh, with people or, or talent. Um, I was so, so have you had any story. like psychotherapy to see if there's anything <laughs> wrong with you? So you, you know, that would make you get into HR and recruiting. You know, I've had a lot of people ask me that, <laughs> and it and it took me about a, a year to, to understand why. And then uh, and then uh, I went to my first um, non sort of job board related uh, conference. So the job board space is like super similar to to you know any of the affiliate based marketing or any sort of direct response. So like I felt at home there. And then I went to you know, like my first HR conference. And then I walked out and said, "Like, wow, that was a little, like, a little scary." Yes. And I didn't. All right, but as far it. as you know, you you are of sound mind and body. Before yes. we get into this, even on okay. even on Halloween, yes. Okay. All right. All right, Chad. Let's let's review the show and how this is going to go right. down. This is how it's going to work. Uh, you're going to have two minutes to pitch, Howie, and then, well, to be able to start the pitch, you're going to hear this bell. Now, after you get done with the pitch, Joel and I are going to get into QA. If you start to bore us, don't bore us, man, because you're going to hear this. <laughs> Crickets. There it is. Um, so at the end of Q&A, Joel and I, we're going to come together and we're going to have pretty much our rating system. And the rating system is if you kicked ass, you're going to get the big applause. If you have some work to do, you're going to get the golf clap. Yay! And if it just sucked and you need to ball it up and go home, you're going to get the firing squad. <laughs> so that you don't being want that said, sound. Yeah, yeah, you don't want that sound. That being said, you don't want to be mean to me. You don't want to be mean to me on Halloween either. It's, I think it's a tough holiday. Like the for perfect me. day to be mean, to be quite. I think it's a great day to be mean. Uh, yeah. So that's the pitch, man. Um, Joel, you got the. How are you ready? That's the question. Are you ready? Yep, okay. always. All right, pitch. All right, let's do this. So Crowded is trying to solve what we call Groundhog Day recruiting. So Groundhog Day recruiting is when a recruiter gets a rec from the hiring manager, and uh, they do the same thing every day. They post it on three job boards. They maybe look at, at LinkedIn, and um, they will potentially talk to 10 of the candidates that come in, pass them over to the hiring manager, God willing, one of them is are hired, and the other 90 that may have applied or ignored, and three days later, they get another similar job wreck, and this happens over and over again, and over the course of a year or two, you wound up with tens of thousands, sometimes hundreds of thousands of candidates that have been ignored, have had a lousy candidate experience, and you're continuing to spend money on bringing new candidates to the top of the funnel when your next great hire is probably sitting there um, and uh, just hiding in plain sight. So what we try to do at at Crowded is two things uh, to solve this Groundhog Day recruiting. Number one, um, we try to refresh the candidates, which is key because a candidate that's sitting there for two, three, four years um, is going to be out of date and uh, they're not going to have uh, potentially the skills that you're looking for today matching in the resume because you don't know what they've done in those past two, three, four years. So uh, imagine if you can fill in those gaps. And number two is with matching. So everyone knows ATS search sucks. Um, and uh, even if uh, your candidate data was up to date, you're not going to be able to find what you're looking for. 
So that's the way we try to solve Groundhog Day recruiting. We go in through your ATS, we refresh and update all of your legacy candidates, and we use machine learning to do a hell of a job on servicing those candidates and uh, doing recommendations to uh, the recruiters on who they should be talking to. And uh, we believe it's uh, 10 times cheaper, a lot faster, and the ultimate goal is um, you're not going to have to compete uh, against uh, a brand new candidate at the top of the funnel who's active, who may be interviewing in 10 other places and, and have you know other competitive offers. This is someone who, someone who liked your company. Thank here. you, Howie. <laughs> Boom, Howie's actually hit the two minute mark. He's the first one. Good job, Howie. He is, good for you, man. Good for you, your salespeople should be uh, happy with that. Um, cool, I was on the last. <laughs> I could see you sort of reaching for that final seconds, but I have, I have a question for sort of the uh, the um, the process of that. So let's talk about uh, the candidate and, and sort of what you're trying to solve here is the 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 black hole of resumes, right? Like these things fall into non-existence for years and years. So tell me about the process. You know, I applied to a company five years ago. Am I going to get an email from from Crowded? Am I going to get a call from you guys? Like, how do you sort of dig up the dead? Sure. So exhuming the dead, right, on, on Halloween. So um, what, what we're doing is first it's through an ATS integration and uh, we're looking at uh, the new open and active jobs. So that's really that's really where it starts. Right. So uh, we find a, a job for a React developer. Right. So you're, you're trying to hire you know someone on the front end who has React experience. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to look at um, previous jobs in your ATS. That, that are similar, but the, the challenge is, is React is, is a newer skill. So anyone who's more than two years old in, in, uh, in, in this candidate you know, black hole, right? Uh, they most likely are not gonna have that listed on, on their resume. So what we need to do is we need to basically dig through and exhume uh, not all the candidates necessarily that are sitting there, but anyone who applied to you know a broader maybe front end job, someone who had you know HTML skills, or someone who was you know web developer, someone who knew you know CSS or you know something like that, you know another skill a few years ago that we basically have projected to to be on a path to understand something like like React. So what we're doing then is is we're going in, we're we're digging through, rummaging through those old resumes. We refresh them, so we call out to various social networks. And, and what's kind of cool about, about Crowded is we don't scrape. So what I mean by that is I'm not scraping LinkedIn, I'm not scraping what, Facebook. What does call out mean though, Howie? What does sure. call out mean? Sure, so what, what we do is is we actually work with uh, vendors who provide um, basically aggregated people data, right? So we actually pay for data from three or four, sometimes you know five, six different sources. Uh -huh. And they'll bring us data on what they've seen or what they believe that user um, has done through Facebook activity or Twitter activity or other things they might have find that found on LinkedIn or, or GitHub. And then we score it. And then um, we have a confidence interval on what we believe to be true. And then when we believe you know something to, to be true, we'll append that or what we'll call, we'll refresh that to the resume and we'll say, okay, here's another job or, or skill that we think this candidate has had in the past three or four years that you've interacted with them. And then um, we do something really cool that we call uh, skill progression. So we actually predict that someone who knew HTML5 or CSS as a skill three or four years ago, we predict the probability of them actually having React as a skill today. And then what we do so is, there's no mm -hmm. there's no email outreach to say hey how you doing we notice you have this skill that might be good for such and such you know skill um, 
you're actually you don't contact them at all necessarily you go out and look at social profiles and then pull in data that's updated on social networks to then update their resume on the ATS and then alert the recruiter hey here here are the 10 you know resumes that we've updated based on our system and then they call them or email them individually so there, there's two options. So one, um, you basically okay. can set in our system uh, the number of candidates or the percentage sort of match that you want an automatic, so what we'll call like a warm-up message to go out. And that can either go out through SMS or email. It's kind of based on the company and kind of what permissions they have. So mm-hmm. they could say, you know, any you know, top 50 candidates or anyone above, you know, a 65% match, send this, you know, automated message out. And it'll say, you know, hey, this is, you know, Lisa from company XYZ. Um, we haven't spoken in a while. We have a, a new job title, um, ABC, um, wanted to chat with you about it. And um, those can automatically go out. And if we do it uh, on an automatic basis, what, what's really cool is that we actually will track um, the response intervals from those candidates. And we actually will present a, a secondary engagement score. So we have an initial match score that we say based on what you knew about this candidate four years ago, what we filled in in the middle in the blanks, where um, we believe that this candidate is you know, a top 10 you know, prospect for this new job you have listed, right? And you decided that um, we're gonna do this you know, automated warm-up messaging out, and out of the top, you know, let's say, you know, 50 candidates that we reach out to, for example, you know, these 14 candidates were really responsive. On SMS, within a matter of five minutes, um, they responded. And on email, within 12 hours, they responded. And we look at um, the intervals a little different for email and, and, uh, and text messaging. And then we also look at the further responses. So then if you reply back, we look at how long it's taking them to, <clears throat> to respond. And then, um, we, then we do sentiment analysis. We actually analyze um, what the responses are, are, are like. And sometimes, you know, you hear people will, will curse or people will, will you know, do whatever on, on the candidate side, and, oh, and hell it's pretty no. easy to see. Pretty easy to see that they're not interested. But you know, even if they're just, you know, just a, a little cold, or you know, if they're not responding quickly, uh-huh. um, that would give them a low engagement score. But um, if, if the conversation is positive and and and, and uh, the interval response is pretty quick, we actually give them a high engagement score. So that allows you to run, you know, let's say you have you know thirty open recs. You know, you run thirty open recs. You know, it's automatically we've reached out to you know a thousand candidates or something like that, and then you can start thinking about your short list of the people who actually want to speak to you about your company brand. Okay, so the what second I'm option saying, is you'd manually you'd manually do it, and well, you can look at a candidate and say, "Hey, I want to chat with you." So what I'm saying is a, a huge opportunity to save a shit ton of money. I mean, I mean, on the on the front end, right? So I see two 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 really fronts that you're trying to fight here. The black hole and saving money because you've got all these resumes, all these candidates in your system who you've already paid for, right? You've already paid for these people, but yet they're sitting in a graveyard and nobody's doing anything with them. So that's number one. Number two, and we'll, we'll, we'll hit that in a minute. The second front is the candidate experience, which generally sucks for, for most of these candidates. And they have this negative brand experience. And I'm seeing that, or at least I'm hearing that you're trying to hit those two fronts. The first front, which I think is the one that you can hit them, hit uh, clients over the head with a ball bat with, is the amount of dollars that they can actually save by not posting do- uh, posting ads and paying for resume databases and all that other happy horse shit by refreshing their database and actually going in and finding candidates. Those silver medalists, bronze medalists, hell, maybe new gold medalists that are in their, their system today. Is that really the main 
focus for what you guys do with refresh? Is it really on that black hole scenario or is it on the other front with the experience side? So it's really on the black hole scenario. It's, okay. it's really about, you know, these candidates that, you know, aspirationally, aspirationally, you know, thought about working at your company years ago. So all these companies talk about like, you know, the employee experience matters and mm. spending money on new employer, you know, employee branding and stuff. But right. you know, it's crap because the experience sucks. Like hundred yeah. people applied, you know, 95 of them were ignored, right. Never spoken to. Right. So, um, so we're really focused on, on, you know, on the black hole part of that, which we think, you know, then improves the, the candidate experience and, and kind of that employee brand afterwards. But it, it's just laser focused on, on just, you know, nailing that black hole and just you know building value in a decaying asset right it's halloween right so they you know, they buried the poor cat <laughs> the bodies we're exhuming them like we're like polishing them back up put new clothes on them we right, right. animated again walking around so do you have like case studies that are starting to demonstrate the kind of dollars or even the time that it takes to be able to get these warmed up candidates back in and applying to jobs because i mean the biggest thing here is first and foremost and I remember working for an RPO, right? We were spending hundreds of thousands of dollars that the only reason we were spending it was to keep the, the recruiters happy. Well, the recruiters, first off, weren't dealing with the candidates that were going into the black hole in the first place. How much money can you save? And do you have case studies that show savings percentage-wise and also um, time frame? Because if I can get somebody into a position in – X amount of time versus Y, man, sell it to me. I want it faster and I want it cheaper. Sure. So, uh, so break down pricing too. Yeah. So, so we're so we're new, right? So we we uh, baited the, the platform this summer. <clears throat> started bringing on uh, commercial clients in in September. So I don't have um, sort of the hard case studies on dollar amounts yet. We're starting to work with the initial clients to get a better feel. Um, we we do have it on on time. So what we're seeing because because what, what's awesome. Um, from being integrated within within the ATS is, is we see the full life cycle, right? So we see when a candidate is engaged with that's being surfaced by Crowded. We also see when uh, an interview is scheduled. We see if an offer has been made, right? So there's actually right. some some really great data that comes back um, from the oh, ATS. Okay. So we're, we're able to see that uh, and, and kind of measure um, to start time. Um, so within a matter of, of you know 10 days, um, we're seeing on-site uh, interviews for, for a job, and and we think that that's actually um, you know, probably about you know ten days faster um, for like hard to fill positions. These were for software developers because we could see in the ATS the kind of other metrics that these companies are, are seeing. So it seems to, to be about uh, twice as fast um, so far um, to be able to get um, the, the candidates to candidates to actually a, a, an onsite interview. Um, and that's us. We we think is is key. And I, and I think the reason why when, when we started to talk to um, the recruiters and what, why we're, we're seeing this to, to be about twice as fast. It's because these candidates already know the, the brand and even, you know, so, you know, God forbid it's passive and, you know, you're trying to send them a, you know, a, a, an email and, and, you know, praying they were going to apply on LinkedIn and they don't know who the hell you are. Right. But, you know, even if it's, um, you're an active candidate that may have applied, you know, they're applying for a whole bunch of stuff and they don't really, they're not really convinced um, that they want to work for your company. These are already candidates that right off the bat, uh, already picture them working 
working there, right? Years right. ago when they applied. So I think right. that, I think that's the key. We're, we're collecting more data, we're developing case studies, but I think that's you know, sort of directionally the feedback that we're getting is that so far it's twice as fast to get to an on-site interview because they don't have to go through the, the process of trying to convince this candidate why your company is the right for them in a hard to fill position, you know, like software developers. It's different if it's trying to fill admins or warehouse workers or whatever, that stuff doesn't matter. This is, this is purely, you know, focused on kind of hard to fill positions. Hey, Howie. An easy feed or easy pushback would be, hey, ATS is they're going to make this. Uh, it's a feature of an ATS. You see, uh, you know, ATS is like Lever already introduced, I guess, sort of a competitor um, to your product. Like, what are your thoughts on this just being something that the ATSs do versus an actual sort of add on that that is in an app ecosystem? Sure. So I think, you know, I'll, I'll make it less about crowded and more about the ecosystem. Um, so I think the the only way that the ATSs, you know, can can survive and, and kind of prosper is um, is by making an open ecosystem. I think the, the wrong thing to do is is to lock it down and make it hard for vendors to integrate. And I also think it's really difficult for a company, whether it's, you know, lever and a specific feature or any any ATS to, to kind of, you know, introduce a, a product um, whether it's again, whether it's like refresh or an email marketing product, whatever it is, is because it, it's all about you know just focus, right? So you know, we have a dedicated team of, of engineers, data scientists. Like all we think about is is refresh and matching all day, right? So you know I think in in general um, any sort of you know vertical um, uh, utility is just going to uh, is just going to do a, a better job with with a focused team, and then also beyond that, um, you know not not everything that we do is going to fit the customer, right? Someone else's matching or someone else's algorithm might, might be better. So I think giving the, the customer choice is really important, right? So if, if it's in a lever environment or something else, and, and if this is the only one that you can choose because there's no other integrated um, vendors, I think it's limiting the, you know, the choice. And I, and I think um, the only way that the ATSs can survive when you start to think about like what you know, Google and Google hires is doing is to depend on vendors, right? Because when, you know, I, I was joking with, with, with you guys before about, you know, they were at, you know, we're at an event and, and we're, we're out for drinks with a little bunch of recruiters and they're all kind yeah. of whining about their ATS and like, I hate, I hate ATS X and I'm switching to ATS Y and round two, it's kind of like now I'm on ATS Y and I hate them right. and I'm switching to ATS Z, right? So the reason why um, I believe that um, employers are, are not happy with their ATSs is that they're missing features, right? So instead of the you know, poor ATS having to build all these features, just have an open marketplace and go to them and say, look, here's vendors that are trusted, that are integrated, that can solve these problems. And it doesn't have to be crowded or, or vendor X. It's like, you know, just present three or four things and let them see that. Um, let them see what's fit for them. Because w what's going to happen is, is Google is, is, you know, a smart company. And they have a lot more than a thousand employees. They know how to deal with the DOL. They know how to deal with compliance and a system of record for their own side. They're going to remove that 1,000 em em employee cap really damn soon. So then what happens to the enterprise ATSs? So I think the only maybe saving grace is that if Google doesn't remove you know, from hire mm -hmm. the requirement for G Suite, then you know, maybe people will stick. But I mean, I mean, I can tell you right now, someone in HR going to IT and be like, I want to use this, but you know, switch our email to you know, G Suite, they're going to laugh, and it's not you know it's not going to happen, right? No one's going. Unfortunately, no one listens to HR with things like no. that, right? But you know, sort of like you know, these ATSs are just sitting here and, and just saying, hey, Google's not coming after my customers, um, and yeah, that that's going to yes. change, yet. and and they're going to, and you know, we've never met 
um, a company that's been happy with an ATS that they've been on for you know uh, less, I'd say more than six months. In the first six months, it's a honeymoon, yeah. and then they're bitching yeah. again, right? So it's like you can't fix it you know, yourself. The only way to fix it is is a marketplace, yeah. and I don't care if it's my tool or someone else's. Like give them three matching. Dollars. Yeah, that's right. cool. Like just give them best of breed. Yeah, would... you know, I think that's the only way they. What's up, guys? I got a question for you. What happens when you bring the power of AI? to programmatic advertising. Well, game-changing efficiency, of course. What does that mean to you? Improved conversion rates, reduced cost per application, and ultimately the one metric that we all know truly matters, reduced cost per hire. Sounds pretty good, right? Well, great news. This technology already exists. Introducing HireMaster.ai. HireMaster.ai is a data-driven model that analyzes a wide range of data sources. It considers factors such as candidate demographics, job type, industry, and historical performance data. It continuously monitors and optimizes your job advertising campaigns to adapt to changing market conditions and maximum results. HireMaster AI empowers recruiting teams to work more efficiently and effectively by automating certain tasks and providing valuable data-driven insights. Why not give it a shot today? Learn more and start your trial by visiting HireMaster.ai now. That's H-I-R-E-M-A-S-T-E-R dot A-I. I would say to to an extent. I think in, in some cases you take a look at the technology that's out there, and if I'm a big applicant tracking system and I see that you've got some very advanced technology, I wanna buy that first and foremost to be able to sell it to my clients first, second, market advantage, third, block it from all my competitors. So yeah, it's all nice and warm and fuzzy to play in this community of of uh, ecosystems, but from my standpoint, from a business standpoint, I wanna buy that so nobody has, else has access to it. So that being said, you guys are fully integrated, I see with Greenhouse, iSims, Compass, Bullhorn, Jazz, uh, Jazz HR, Little, Little Jazz HR, um, what about what about the Taleos and the Conexas? I would assume that if you guys were already connected with them, they'd probably be logos on your website. What about what about those? Yeah, yeah. So, so I think the the bigger companies, um, the bigger ATSs in, in the market, are, are a little harder to integrate from a vendor perspective. I'd say the the easiest ones so far has been Greenhouse has been awesome to work with. You know, Bullhorn's been awesome to work with. Um, is just sort of like you know, hey, um, you know, we're we're a startup, we're a new vendor. Let's let's test this out. It's just been really comfortable, right? So, when when it comes to facing off with um, you know the Connexes and and the Taleos and, and the Workdays of the world, you know, what they want to see is they want to see a referenceable customer too. So that that's the exact process that we're going through. So you know, we you know our biggest challenge is we demo for you know big enterprise customer. Like we love it. We're on Taleo business. You know, and I'm like, oh well, we're not. So you know, we need you as the as the employer to go to your account rep at, at Taleo and say, hey, you guys should integrate with with Crowded, and that's the exact process that that we're going through. And it's hard. So it's hard for a startup, and it's hard for I think like innovative um, kind of uh, apps or, or vendors to be able to work with the bigger companies like that. Um, but it's critical because it's our it's our roadblock, right? So I can't work with this whole set of companies that are in Taleo until we're integrated. So that that's really what we need. I think that's been 
you know, we were talking, you know, before about like, you know, what's like the hardest thing about me jumping industry is like, you know, I've been you know, a little less than three years in HR tech. I'd say that's the hardest thing. I'd say getting into the integrations with so, the So with a Taleo or somebody like that, right? I mean, you're going to force your way in the doors with, yeah, with a, the customer, a big company sure. name, yeah, yeah. one of their clients, yeah. one or two, right? Yeah, the customers. So back to Joel's question, you guys really aren't looking at getting acquired. You really want to be a part of creating this 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 ecosystem, this warm fuzzy equal ecosystem that you guys can actually uh, be in, whether it's iSims or greenhouse or it doesn't matter. It's just it's more about focusing on the mission of creating ecosystems rather than creating a kick-ass product and saying, okay, hopefully one of these guys come out and actually uh, buy us up. Or is it kind of like a two-pronged kind of like okay, the plan A ecosystem, plan B somebody buys us, awesome, we're all about it. So it's sort of like the it's sort of like the gnomes in South Park, right? Like you know, playing with like flying socks, you know, like it's sort of it's, it's sort of like that, right? Second, you know, second stage world domination. Forgot I forgot the uh, the chart. Um, so no, it, it, it's totally two pronged. So we're we're a venture backed um, company and and sort of our team, like that's what we do. We we go we we raise capital, we build a team, we build a product, and then we 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 you know we sell companies. So so no, that that's the that's the exact goal. And and you know, and I think so. I think if you fast forward out, you know. Two years, I think you know, crowded fits nicely either within an ATS or you know, kind of interesting in some of the staffing companies we're starting to work with, or the, you know, RPO kind of like high velocity, you know, hiring. It's it's pretty impactful if if you know we kind of round across, you know, this across you know, ten million records, it becomes really really interesting, kind of thousands of open recs. So yeah, I think those those are the two outcomes. Um, but what's interesting when when you think about it is there's there's you know, the ATS market map was like you know, hundreds and hundreds of ATSs, but it's kind of worse yeah. than the 80-20 rule. Like there's only that, you know, 10 of them that, that are material and there's only probably five of them that are kind of, you know, big enough to not only, you know, acquire a startup, um, which mm-hmm. is, you know, just about cash and balance sheet or whatever, but integrating start, it's really hard. Like, you know, it's hard to integrate stuff. So I think it's, it's you know, it's interesting that there's so many ATSs, but there's very few of them that actually, I think can can effectively one, you know, buy a vendor like what we're trying to do, or any any vendor in the ecosystem. And number two, you know, the integration stuff is is much is much harder. Oh yeah, to get it get it running across. Uh, but hey, it's uh, yeah, but that's the end game, right? That's the, I, that's I, the end game. I, I wanted to, I actually wanted to hear a CEO say that yeah, dope. We're definitely open for acquisition after our last firing squad, where she was like, yeah, yeah we, no, we took we investment capital and like, they expect ten x backs back. What are you, are you guys idiots or something? Um, <laughs> Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> hey Howie, I want to I want to talk about the uh, the sourcing piece a little bit. And Chad and I talk quite extensively on the show about automation and and how sourcing and certain components of recruiting um, are being automated. What are your thoughts on on that uh, future for recruiting? And is is crowded sort of primed to be uh, that automation tool for recruiting? So you know, I, I don't think. Um, I don't think we're trying to, to, to tackle the the full suite. I think there's a you know there's a lot of parts um, in recruiting that could use some some assistance with, with automation. So I think the the first thing is I think it's a really hard role to, to automate it out automate out, and I think it's the wrong role, right? Because this is this is about people, and I was joking before about like bits versus atoms, but th- this shit is really hard, right? And the reason why it's it's hard, and this is this is again this is I'm I'm only three years in this industry, and I think. The hardest thing about it is, is, you know, is the people. So it's sort of like, you know, you know, why does, you know, a hiring manager like one of these candidates, you know, more than another? Why are they bringing in, you know, what's the bias of the, you know, type of, um, 
you know, they're, they're only, you know, interviewing from these 10 schools and hiring from people, you know, from these six companies, like that stuff is, is, is hard. So it's sort of like, you know, automation, um, to me is not about, um, Kind of getting rid of the recruiters to to save money. I think it's it's the wrong thing. I think automation for for me is like workflow. Like, can you be more efficient? Um, you know, uh, can we be more efficient? Can we save you know kind of money as as this function? But I think it's like, how do we get to talk to more candidates who who want to talk to us, right? So if and and that's really what it's about. So it's not about you know posting a job. It's not about resume search. It's not about LinkedIn spam. It's not about, you know, finding, you know, candidates and, and matching and in the database, like what we're trying to do or whatever. It's about like, you know, I got a rec and there's all of these different things. Like, can someone tell me like 10 people to talk to today who want to talk to me? Right. I think that's a big part of it. So it's not just um, about like just automating out and trying to save nickels and dimes. It's like, you know, how do we get some efficiency here in the day, and, and how do I talk to people who who actually want to work for my company? And I and I think that's the part that 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 needs the most help. And I think the other part of it is is thinking about um, I don't mean unconscious bias when I say bias. I don't mean un- unconscious bias about you know photos and and ethnicity and gender and like all this other stuff that that I think is is a big issue. And I think a lot of people are trying to solve that. What I mean is is what I mean is 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 bias within the issue of of um, these are the five companies and these are the, you know, the 10 schools that we recruit from. So like, I think the coolest thing that, that we're trying to, to do and, and, and is, is we're looking at the way that you recruit and it's real machine learning. I'm not going to get into, is it AI or not AI? There's no one in this space that's doing any AI. It's bullshit. Like no one here does AI. Like no one has the, not the, sentient. The, yeah. No, no one has the, the, no one has the talent or the pedigree in the space to tackle AI, right? So like, let's not call it that. Machine learning is another thing. There's a lot of people who can, there, there you go. That's right. I like it. So an, that was a good use of it. The, no, there's a lot of people in the space who were tackling machine learning. And I think that's actually really valuable, right? So I think that's like awesome. So the way, the, one of the things that we do is, is we look at, um, uh, in the ATS data, we can see, for hiring managers and recruiters, you know, who they're interviewing, who's the gold stars, who's silver stars, you know, silver stars, who they're ignoring, like from previous candidates and, and current candidates. So part of what we're doing in, in what we're in, in kind of refresh, we're basically we're calling it like discovery. So we're trying to spoon feed and, and almost force feed candidates that you won't look at. So it's kind of like here's candidates from like the opposite of the schools that you look at, the opposite of the companies. And there's some really interesting patterns. So we look, so we have two things that, that we do, right? So when we first started. Um, you know, kind of looking at, um, you know, kind of this, you know, behavior and this, this, you know, kind of observed kind of machine learning. All right, Howie. Yep. <laughs> there he is. We're at 30 plus minutes and our audience can only take so much. Um, Dad, you ready to wrap this baby up and go trick or treating? You know what you gotta get? You gotta get. You gotta get the uh, the candy the candy cane right, like on on stage to pour people off today. The gong. We need the gong show. Gong. Like we're we're all old enough to remember that show. But uh, yeah, let's let's go quickly down. Uh, Chad, go ahead and uh, give us a quick summary of your thoughts and your uh, your vote. So two things that talent acquisition always say that they care about the most: saving money and saving time. So this knocks those both out of the ballpark very easily being able to jump into a database that they've already freaking paid for. Damn. I mean, it's the idiocracy of the thing, right? You are showing them their old candidates, which are now new. They're refreshed with all this social data, et cetera, et cetera. So that's, that's amazing. It's awesome. 
And guess what, recruiters? Shit's already there for you. It's ready. Second, saving the time piece. Um, obviously, through the uh, recommendation, I guess you could call engine, um, just makes a hell of a lot of sense. And from a candidate standpoint, you know, as you'd said before, and I didn't think about this until you start talking about this, these candidates have already envisioned themselves in some type of role in your organization. If you could prospectively put those pieces back um, together, and hopefully they didn't have too bad of a brand experience at first, um, you're going to hit a home run with something like this. So I believe, Joel, hit it. This is a big applause. I don't, I'm not easy like Joel. That's, give, that's, Chad's, that's Chad's first big applause, Howie. So yeah. congratulations. So, was that good? Wait, wait, wait. That wasn't the golf clap, right? No, no, that was the big applause. That was the big applause, Howie. Yeah, I think, I think uh, you, hit the two th- you, hit the, you hit the nail on the head both times. All right, my turn. Um, I will reiterate Chad's thoughts, um, and you know we've. I have been talking about this. A lot of people I know have been talking about this for forever. Like people have this database that's rich with folks that are just ignored. They sit there, and for me as a marketer at heart, just that's painful to think about. And the fact that there are companies that are actually thinking about this issue and trying to solve it to me is is magical um and so i applaud <laughs> i applaud just that fact uh that this is finally happening um thank god it was somebody from outside of the industry because it probably yes. took an ad man to figure that out um i also love and, and didn't expect to uh sort of comment on this but the fact that you're not totally just knee deep into technology the fact that you're talking about humans talking to each other you're talking about relationships you're saying this isn't, you know, spamming LinkedIn. I think is all very refreshing stuff. Um, I know we're getting getting long on time, so I'll just shut it shut it down there and um, give crowded another big applause. big applause. So Howie. happy Never Halloween, happy. happy Halloween, Howie. Double big applause. By the way, guys, it's awesome to get the double big applause. But by the way, it almost sounds like a toilet bowl flush in my headset. I was like worried about the first one. <laughs> no excellent Howie. big applause man applause. uh not that it means anything to you it won't mean any more money in your pocket probably but uh two dudes in indiana think uh, your product's pretty cool no thanks guys L- love the podcast this this was awesome sorry i ran so long i actually had no idea how long we were speaking for this was fun that's right man you're good uh we out thanks howie thanks chad happy halloween everybody Happy Halloween. This has been the Firing Squad. Be sure to subscribe to the Chad and Chief podcast so you don't miss an episode. And if you're a startup who wants to face the Firing Squad, contact the boys at chadcheese.com today. That's www.chadcheese.com. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.